Attention all business owners. Are you tired of managing your finances and taxes on your own? Let the experts at 1-800-TAX-MASTERS help. Our team of experienced professionals offers a range of services to help you keep your finances in order, from personal and business tax returns to monthly accounting, quarterly, and annual tax planning, and virtual controller and CFO services. With our virtual services, you can get the support you need without ever having to leave your office. Don't let taxes and finances stress you out any longer. Visit www.1800taxmasters.com today and let us handle the numbers so you can focus on growing your business. Everyone has a story, but few have the power to change lives. Introducing the Plush Life from Prison to Peace by Anthony J. Gonzalez with Pepper Chambers. A journey of redemption and transformation. Follow Anthony's raw and honest story as he finds his new purpose in life, turning his darkest moments into a guiding light for others. This inspiring story will take you through Anthony's journey, showing you that it's never too late to change your path and embrace your true potential. Don't miss the life-changing tale of redemption and the power of the human spirit. Get your copy today of The Plush Life from Prison to Peace on Amazon and iBook and witness the incredible power of transformation. And welcome to another live episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and my guest has an inspiring story. She's, 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 I, 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 want, I can't wait for her to share her story, so let me just bring on, welcome to the show, Natalie Guzman. Hey, how are you? I'm excited hey. to be here. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. So I just I really just want to get into your story because you, you do have an amazing story. Let, let's start with tell us something a little about tell us a little about your background. Sure. So I grew up in Massachusetts. I had um I was primarily raised by a single mom. And when I was seven years old, she got married. Um, to a guy that was actually rich. And so I went from the poor kid, um, you know, and to the rich kid really fast. And then when I was 14 or when I was 12, my, I ended up going into respite and different um, programs for children because my mom was going through a divorce. And so I went to residential homes, I went to respite care, and eventually by the time I was 14, I was in foster care um, full-time. And my parents both had rights. My father had um, was actually diagnosed with bipolar as I was growing up. He was, he was in and out of my life. I'd see him maybe birthdays and holidays, things like that. Um, I also had an older sister that lived with him, and so I'd see her occasionally. Um, and yeah, so I spent most of my years in foster care and I went, so I went from the poor kid to the rich kid, to the foster kid in a really short period of time. Awesome. Um, that's, that's, yeah, that's, and to do what you've done now, which is <clears throat> the, the business that you have now as an entrepreneur and everything, what inspired you to start your, your virtual assistant company? Yeah, so it's actually another crazy story in my journey is that um, me and my husband were trying to have children and um, I suffered miscarriage after miscarriage. I was actually told that when I was 18, I was diagnosed with PCOS and told I would never have kids. 
And then when I miscarried for the first time, I was told I would never carry to term. Um, and then I was finally carrying a child and I was going into my third trimester and um, I told the job that I was pregnant and they told me I had two days to give birth and then I would have to come back to work. And wow. yeah, obviously I was not okay with that, especially because it was such a high risk pregnancy, which is why I waited so long to tell people because I was expecting not to carry this child to term. Um, so I quit right then and there and I started looking for ways and being a virtual assistant and my first client, um, while my daughter was just a baby, I was actually in labor applying for, you know, clients and things like that on Upwork is how I started. And, um, next thing I know, I have this brand new little baby and a whole new business in three months, my business hit six figures and, um, we grew it into an amazing virtual assistant agency called NG virtual assistant. And, um, we were doing so much website design course creation and summits that we decided to turn it into, um, a marketing agency as well. So I currently now have the virtual assistant agency and the marketing agency. Um, and they are both growing absolutely amazing and so fast. And I think, a lot of that has to do with the skills that I learned, you know, always having to adjust, you know, have to adjust from being that poor kid to the rich kid to the foster kid and having to, you know, make friends with everyone and, you know, always meeting new people. And so those are the type of skills I've really brought into my business that, you know, help flourish. And it really made me have to be resilient. And so I think that's one of the reasons why my businesses have been so successful. So as you, you you said, you also went into the marketing side of it. Yeah. What what can you explain what is what a successful funnel is and why is it important for businesses? Oh, definitely. So so important because most entre entrepreneurs don't realize they have some sort of funnel in their business. Um and so a funnel is basically it leads into your customer journey, right? It's a series of steps that brings your customer along the way. Um, so whether that be a sale, whether it be like a membership or, um, or maybe you want to lead them to a referral, there's so many different funnels that you can do, but the easiest and most common one is definitely, um, going from a lead on social media to converting as a client. Um, and that has really become my team specialty. So that's like, you know, you want to attract on social media, right? So you want to have, um, video posts and, you know, you want to teach them something, you want to give them something of value. So you want to have value posts. And I always do um, the one to four rule. So that's every four posts you give value, then you do one where you're selling something. Um, and then that brings them to your website. So what we like to do is offer a free product. So we do um, like a course toolkit or a summit toolkit or five things you need on your website. And they claim that for free, they go to our email list. So these are the steps in our funnel. And then we sell to them in our email list and um, really try to build and foster that connection because social media, especially look what's going on with TikTok, social media is not going to be there forever. You really want to start bringing people from your social media over to your email list because you own that. You don't own your social media. Um, so that's something that we really try to um, teach our clients is to really build that email list. And then when they want to do like books and things like that and speaking arrangements, your email list 
is always asked for. So then you already have that bill. Um, and then we, we sell to them. So we sell our products and then we have um, all different funnels that continue after that to for like client retention or um, referrals to continue that cycle. Because you just want to keep, you really want to build your customer journey because it's going to continuously be a cycle, whether you're bringing them back for more products or you're having them refer their friends. So you have continuous sales going on. Your business is, becomes this like living life cycle. And it's, it's, it's funny because um, Monday I, I sent my first automated email Yay. with, with um, all the stuff that I have going on, on on both my channels and stuff like that. And <clears throat> it, it was, it was awesome yeah. because I just set it up. I set up what I want. I want. So every week I'm posting on my, on my sites. And so whatever I post for the week is what's going to come up on the email. And, yeah. and and shall send it to to my list, which I've just I've started growing, um, but it's been it's been amazing to see the journey from where I didn't have a clue about an email list, I didn't have a clue about building that side of my podcast and, 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 yeah. and my and my production company because that's not something you, I'm not, a, I wasn't, I wasn't into marketing and stuff like that. I didn't know anything about that. So I had to learn all that in the process of me learning how to create a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's taken me a couple of years to to really get into automation, but I love it now. Like I, it's, <laughs> I'm learning so many new things. Um, I have a friend who, who, who gave a beta test on showing people on showing podcasts, how to automate their podcast. Mm-hmm. And, he was like, yeah, I want you to beta test this, come with, try it out. And, and it got me hooked. Cause now I'm, like I said, Monday, I released my, I sent my first email with all, with whatever I had going on. And if it was great, because it's another way I wasn't taking advantage of promoting what I have going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about saving time, right? Cause time is money. I mean, that's probably one of the truest expressions out there. And um, I have a podcast as well. And so like automating the podcast has been like the most freeing thing <laughs> in my life because it really does run on, um, on a, it's automatic, right? And one of the things that we've actually tested because I have a whole team of VAs, I decided one day I wanted to get creative and I tested how much time automation save us. And in my business, it's 32 hours a week that we wow. save in automations. So we have everything automated from like when a lead comes in to our website and they fill out a form saying they want this freebie, they get added to an email list. So they have already targeted emails that are going to them, that are leading them through the customer journey. And so, and also our free products, our free offers are linked to the offer we want to sell them. So we have a, like a course toolkit. And that leads them to um, course build outs and course coaching because we do those. Um, we have the summit toolkit. And so that's about all about creating summits. And we we build out summits for them and we sell that. So we've really gotten to the point where we can really pin what our leads are wanting. And so then we're able to give them the offers that relate to them. And we're not just giving them everything under the sun and overwhelming them because we probably offer like a hundred different services. 
So um, I absolutely love it. I think automation is needed, is key in your business, especially if you want a growing business. Because podcasts especially, um, I'm huge in the podcast world. I love um, PodFest. I don't know if you've gone. Oh, PodFest. Oh, you did. I love PodFest. Yes. I probably saw you there. Were you at the last one? Yes, I was. I've been to the last two. I was too. No way. I've been, oh, I've been man, to the last two. Me too. I had a great time. Um, it was great because we're both part of the, the pod match family. Yeah. And and I, I hung out with Alex. I hang, I hung out with Alicia and a lot a lot of other people in the group. And so it was a great experience. I I I tell every podcaster that I know, you need to attend one of these events. Yeah. It's gonna be life changing. It's gonna change, especially if you seriously want to monetize your podcast if you really want to get into that aspect of if, if it's just a hobby for you then okay then maybe it's not for you but if you really want to be make this a business mm-hmm. and grow it you really need to go to events where you get to network with like-minded people yeah. and you get to learn about so many different tools that are out there just so many different programs that can help you save time prior to like prior to me Using StreamYard, I would do phone interviews mm-hmm. connected to my mixer, and and that's and I started with audio. And then when I started doing StreamYard, I wasn't recording the video, but I was recording the audio through my Rodecaster. And I had um a couple of they were they were Brandon's marketing they were Brandon specialists. And they're like, so you don't do video? And I was like, oh no, yeah, I'm not ready. I wasn't prepared. And he goes, you sure you don't do video positive? Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. And then the third time I understood what he was trying to get to. And I was like, I do video now yeah. because it was another form of, there was another piece of content that I wasn't taking advantage of. So mm-hmm. he wanted to show me that, listen, all the, it's great. Yeah. You're doing audio, but you're already using a tool that has video in it. Why not just use it? Even if you don't, if you're not using video right now, it's good to have that content for a later on date. And and it made sense. Yep. It's a game changer for sure. Cause then you could take your videos. Like what my team does is they'll take my podcast video and they'll turn it into reels. And that's content that I didn't have to take the time to create. And I can put it on my social media. Like how amazing is that? Like, especially well, if you have a team behind you, you know, it's automated. StreamYard, StreamYard does it now where you can actually repurpose that video that you just used, which yeah. is amazing because now you can create shorts right on StreamYard. Yeah. Download it, take it to Canva, add the lettering and everything. So there's so many different tools you can use that it's made life easier for an independent podcaster. Yeah. Because now you have these all these amazing tools that 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 if used properly will help boost up your podcast and help oh, so you go sure. to another level. If you want to learn about the podfest is definitely where you should go. They just had the global event. I actually spoke at it. I talked about funnels for podcasters. Um, so that was pretty amazing. And then actually my first time I ever went there, I accidentally became a speaker. <laughs> I accidentally? won yeah, accidentally. So I won a ticket for free to Podfest. Um, and then I attended and I was talking with this guy 
Um, we were like going, you know, you go room to room to whatever yeah. session you want to go to. And I was talking with him and I was telling him how I, was, I built this amazing virtual assistant agency in such a short time. And we go to um, this room and the speaker is about to speak about virtual assistants and they didn't show up. And so they said, does anyone here know about virtual assistants? And the guy that I was talking with said, this girl does. <laughs> and next thing I know, I have my shirt and I'm thrown up on stage. And I had so much fun and I fell in love with speaking. And so I've been a speaker ever since that moment. And it was, if you ever, especially if you're a podcaster, but or even like a business owner, if you ever feel like, you know, like you're weird or you don't fit in or you go to PodFest and you will find your place. I was up, the, I got in the middle of a dance battle with Alicia, by the way, um, <laughs> who, who won it, was one of the winners. And um, I got in a dance battle. I did karaoke. I've never felt like more my true self than I did that weekend yes. in that, in Orlando. And, it and was, it, and it, yeah. And it's funny because my first year i was trying to get to every session every session but i kind of I, I learned that the magic happens in the hallways yeah. the seriously all the real magic happens in the hallways because that's when people are crossing and intermingling and, and mix, mixing up and and you start and, and and i got to actually link up with people that were guests on my show Oh, that's amazing. It was it was it was awesome to to meet up with some people that that I that I've met virtually, and then to actually get them to meet them in person was 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 amazing. But yeah, it's and then the second time now, I, I I made sure I went. I attended the sessions that I really wanted to attend, and the rest of the time I spent talking and networking, and I, I actually recorded an episode of a show that I do with a friend live in the in the middle of it all. And, and it, it was just a great experience. It was, I, I love it. I'm going, I can't wait for the next one. I'm yeah. excited. Definitely uh, checking it out. And I tell any podcaster, you should definitely check out if if there's anything local, if they have local events near you that aren't, that isn't, that isn't that far, especially if you can't make it a pop fest, mm -hmm. look for it. Make sure you go attend it because if you really want to truly grow your podcast, you have to network. You really have to sit down and connect with other podcasters and other content creators and authors, coaches. It's, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great experience. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people are now realizing is like your podcast is a business. So mm -hmm. you need to, you know, really focus on networking, all the things you do in a business, right? So you do network, yeah. you do, um, you know, lead generation and collaborations. And even if you don't have a podcast, you can go as a podcast guest too. Mm -hmm. So they have um, courses where they'll teach you about podcast guesting. It is yeah. so, yeah, it's one of the best events. It's definitely my favorite one. I go on an event about every other month. I try to go now that my kids are a little bit older. So, um, and I absolutely enjoy it. It's like, it's the best thing ever. Oh no, it's, it's, I've been podcasting now for three years yeah. and actually the last, let's say the last five months, probably even more than probably the last within the last year or so has been a great because the guests that I've had on in the past year alone have been amazing mm. have been I've learned so much just doing my podcast 
And so if I feel if I'm if I'm learning something from it and my audience can learn something from it, I, it's it's a win win for me. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because every single person has their knowledge and expertise and, you know, whatever they do. And the only way we're going to learn and grow as people is if we're communicating and talking with them and collaborating and learning from them. And it can be kind of scary, but it, not in a place like PodFest. I was like, it's like the most natural place to grow. Um, you have so many amazing um, opportunities to connect. They even have like lo- those networking games and things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I met actually, I met up with a bunch of like mompreneurs. So we were all moms that had businesses yeah. and we use podcasting as lead generation tool in our business. And we are still in touch. We have the, we, you know, have several different calls and we all text each other and they're just like, they're some of the best people that I've ever met. And it's just so cool. Like if I actually, how we all met was I put, they have like this app you can log into and create um, a meetup. And so I created a meetup for mompreneurs. I said, let's all go to breakfast together. If I didn't do that, I mean, I would have met these amazing women and, and it was like five of us. And we just had like the best time and got to communicate and all been on each other's podcasts. And it was just so, it was so cool. So like really taking that initiative to, you know, to grow, I think is super huge, even though it can be terrifying. Oh, no, it's definitely terrifying, especially when you when you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you're doing something that you normally don't do. It's 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 scary. But once you do it and 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 you see how it starts working, you're like, man, I should have taken this risk a long time ago. Right. I know. I think that's like, if I ever have a regret in my business is not maybe not doing things fast enough, even though I've done things pretty fast. Yeah. I was like, man, sometimes I just let that, you know, you let yourself is sometimes your biggest enemy, right? So you let yourself get in the way of how fast you can grow and where you can go. And um, I think it's really important just to let that go and just take the chance because you, I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't, hired, I hired two people within 30 days of starting my business. If I didn't, and I had never been a manager, I'd never been a supervisor. (laughs) And if I never, I had, but I had, and I was a brand new mom. So that was probably the highest management that I ever got was being a mom. (laughs) And if I didn't like take the bullet and just hire them and figure it out, like I would have built the amazing team I have today. So. Oh no, it's, it's, it's a great feeling to be able to, to, to build something and know that you've built it. And, and, and had you not taken that step, it, 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 like, where would you be? And, and so for me, it's been able to, again, step out of my comfort zone and do things that I normally don't do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, one of the things I actually, I actually applied last year f- to speak at PodFest because it was something I, I've, I've like, I would like to, get into speaking and stuff like that, especially now with me doing my podcast and me getting more comfortable with myself. It, it's allowed me to, to take those risks, to be able to like, let me, let me try it. Let me see what happens. The worst thing that can happen is I suck, but if it, it, it but that's how I, I wasn't great. When I started my podcast, mm-hmm. it took me, it took time for me to develop and grow. It took time for me to really get comfortable with myself because I wasn't in media. I wasn't something, this wasn't something that was in my lane. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so when I decided to start the podcast, it was like, let's do it. And and, and I named it stuck in my mind because I was stuck in my mind for so long with it, like mm-hmm. making up excuses. I can't do it. I sound horrible. People are not gonna. And so when I when I did the first episode, five minutes long, stuck in my mind was what came up. That was the name of the podcast. And <laughs> and I've been having a great time. I've I've just released as far as my audio, I just released episode 186. Wow. Congrats. That's amazing. And, and then I've probably done over a hundred now with video on it. So <laughs> it's it's been it's been a wonderful time. It's been a wonderful time being able to do this. Yeah, it's all about starting ugly, right? I think that's the the title of the book that Chris, so he's the one that um created Podfest. Podfest and- yeah. Yeah, so his book is called um, Start Ugly, and it was actually amazing because that's after I started my podcast. As a VA, I had helped so many different podcasters with their podcasts. I did it for probably hundreds of people. And then I was like, I'm one day going to start my podcast when it's all perfect. And he's like, no, you have to start ugly. And he's like, you know, you're, you're not going to start. You're going to keep waiting for it to be perfect. And life's not perfect. So your podcast mm-hmm. is never going to be perfect. And so I started it and I've been having so much fun ever since. So I, I, I had, a, I had a, a fellow podcast on, but she was strictly audio. She didn't do video. So I, I had seen her. We, we were on a, on a, on a virtual event that we were both doing shows on it. And I saw her speaking and I was like, oh man, I would love to have her on my show. And and, and my friend hooked it up. She knew who she was, made a connection. And I can, and I had her on the show. And we she was like, Oh, I commend you for doing video. She says, I can she says, I'm I can't do it. I'm waiting until it's perfect. I'm waiting until I'm ready. And I go, You failed already. Yeah. You, you failed already because it's never gonna be perfect. If you're waiting for perfection, you're gonna be waiting forever because it's not gonna happen. Things happen. You just need to take that step and record video. It's yeah. the only way you're gonna improve and make sh- and know that you you're good at it is by doing it. Yeah. So if you're waiting for perfection, it's never gonna happen because you're not doing it. So true. So you have to take you have to take that first step in order to to get and it's never like I said it's never to this day I've had technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. I've had times where the camera want to act the fool. Or my system wants to act a fool and and it happens. You just yep. can't you just have to roll with the punches. Yeah. I think that's everything in life. I feel like that was a lot of my me and my husband's relationship when we first <laughs> got together. We were just trying to all figure it out. And it's like you really just you have to work on it, right? Any yeah. it's like your marriage, your business, your podcast, whatever you have, you have to put in the work to see the results. So if you're not putting in the work because you're waiting for it to be perfect, well, yeah. it's it's not going to be because <laughs> you didn't <laughs> even work on it yet. So yeah, I um, I definitely learned a lot of really good lessons in that book. I think it was like, it was a really easy read and a short read, but had so much knowledge and power in it. I was yeah. like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's Chris, Chris definitely knows what he's talking about. He does. And it was, it was, it's amazing just to go down there and see what he's built because mm-hmm. he brings together like I had some kids from the UK come and they and they and they interviewed me for a couple of minutes and asked me for what tips would you give someone who's starting out? Mm-hmm. And I said just be consistent. Do 
see what you did right now where you weren't afraid to come up to me and speak to me and ask me a question keep doing that just keep being yourself keep being consistent keep doing that don't be afraid like you guys i wish i said i was like i wish i had started i had known at your age that this was something i would like to do and it was cool to be able to 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 share whatever little knowledge i have with with some kids that really were interested that really wanted to know what was like so it's those moments to be able to help people and, and share the stuff i've learned podcasting like I I I I know how you I I know you know how I feel way I feel it's just like I wish everyone could enjoy what we do mm-hmm. because it's an amazing feeling to be able to sit down have wonderful conference conversations and when you leave that conversation you're like wired yeah because it was so such so much great energy just flowing back and forth through the conversation that. I've had days where I've recorded four shows in a day and I'm still full of energy by episode four because they were all great conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too. And it's like, I am definitely an extrovert. I'm a hundred percent extrovert. And um, I absolutely love just talking with people, learning from them. And that's, you know, my podcast is the same way where I interview um, women entrepreneurs and their journeys, especially when it comes to motherhood. And, um, and running a business because that's a whole crazy another life, (laughs) but, um, yeah. So I think I just get so much joy from like being able to talk with them and help them. And, you know, it's amazing the things you'll learn just by having a conversation with someone actually at PodFest. Um, I don't know if you met Bonnie, but she is a woman that's actually homeless and she has been twice now to PodFest and she, her stories are absolutely amazing. And just like, she wanted to go to a um, pod fest and she couldn't afford it. And she basically like manifested it and yeah. ended up getting, winning a free ticket. And so, and she did that two years in a row, or I think the second year she was part of their give back program where they give people that can't afford tickets. So actually people donate tickets, which is amazing. And, but her life story is just like, man, the things she went through made, even though I've had quite a journey myself, it was like, man, I've, I have a really blessed life, you know, um, just from listening to her journey and her resilience, man, I was like, I thought I was resilient. She's got it in spades. And it was just, oh man, stories like that, just like they fuel your soul, you know? But it's amazing. It, it's everyone has a story. Everyone, and and everyone, and, and no one's journey is more bigger than anyone else's because your story is your story. It's made you who you are, and it's and so when someone asks me like, "Oh, do you regret anything that happened in your life?" and I'm like, "No," I so said, "I wouldn't wish things that happened to me upon other people, mm-hmm. but everything that's happened has." made me the person has given me the strength to to continue on and help me realize that every day you're going to have ups and downs and you just just go with it you just go and and take life one day at a time enjoy and 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 I've and and honestly since I've really been podcasting it's been such a relief to be able to just come on, be myself, talk on, talk on my podcast and talk to the, my guests and, 
and not worry about the future, worry about now, just focus on what I'm doing now and the love that I have for what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, just being that present moment, right? Yeah. And I feel like it's so hard to do sometimes. Always saying about the future, and especially when you're a business owner, you're thinking about, man, what do I have to do next? And what do I have to work on next? But you really got to just sit back a moment and appreciate where you are and everything you've done in the past, too. I think it's really healthy to, you know, have focus on the future, focus on the present, and focus on the past. But really, like living in the present is just yeah. like, it's so powerful because that's when you're like, man, I did all of that. And now I'm here. I am. And I'm like, this is a cool thing like that. I get to talk on a microphone to all these people around the world. Like I talked to someone from the UK the other day and I was like, how cool is this that I get to do this and I get to be my own boss and I hired myself and I put the work in on myself. And I think that's, it's a really cool thing. It is. It is. So what, what advice would you give someone who's just starting out as an entrepreneur? Oh, man. Probably have so much. I think my one is definitely just start. Um, you're also going to hear a lot of advice from a lot of different people, and you're going to see a lot of resources and YouTube and podcasts, and there's so much knowledge out there in the world. It can overwhelm you. And the only way you're going to find out what works best for you is by starting. Yeah. It's... But it's, I, I I know prior to the way it is now, being an entrepreneur was is a difficult path because you don't have the resources that you have now with so many people sharing tips and advice on how to grow a successful business that you can go with what resonates with you. You can go, there's just some certain information that's not going to resonate with you, then that's not meant for you but then you're gonna get you're gonna read you're gonna watch something or read something and and the light bulb goes off and you're like that's me that's what i have to do and so it's it's a different animal now it's not it's still not as it's not still not easy being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. but it's it's less it's a lot less lonely now yeah it's being able now especially with the connections you can make globally because of the internet and all that. Now, like you said, I've interviewed people all over the world now. Mm-hmm. And to to think I would have been able to do that a few years ago, you, I would have laughed if someone would have said, oh, you'll be, you'll be interviewing people from, people from all over the world. You'll have listeners from all over the world. Who, me? No, that's not possible. <laughs> but it's possible. Yeah, pretty much. It's crazy. Anything is possible in business, I feel like. Um, It's absolutely insane. The things like I never thought I'd hit six figures in three months. Like who does that? And I, it was because, you know, I just gave it my all and I started and I started messy and yeah, I made a hundred million mistakes, but I also was able, like, I looked for those connections. Like I looked to network. If you're not looking to network, you're not going to network. I think it's one of those things like, um, you have to look for events. Like I use like meetup and Eventbrite, and there's a hundred Facebook groups out there that you can look at, but just really taking the effort to connect with people, um, no matter what you're doing in life is just like, 
I think especially after the pandemic, we learned that we need, we're humans. We need to connect with people. Yeah. I think that we learned that that year more than anything is that we need to interact with humans and um, what better way than do it on the internet, right? Because you can access all sorts of different people and cultures and it's a beautiful thing. It, no, it is. It is, And honestly, one thing I've been able to get from doing my shows is that Yes, people are different. People are different. But at the core of it all, all we really wanted the same things yeah. is to be happy, healthy, and make sure our family is doing well. And and that's what we all truly want at the bottom of it all. And so to be able to, to speak to people from all walks of life and realize that that's what they want as well and they're doing things that you're capable of doing as well. And you're like, man, if they can accomplish these amazing things, why not me? Yeah. Why can I not accomplish these things? Why can't my audience members accomplish these things? Cause these are just regular folks like us. Mm-hmm. And to be able to speak to them and have them share their message and have people hear their story, your story where, you you were forced to care fourteen. Yeah, a lot of people would have used that as a crutch. A lot of people would use that as an excuse to why their life is the way it is. But what you took it as, you took it and you ran with it, and yeah. you used it to help build you up. You used just your, your struggles to make things happen, to build a business, like you said. In three to four months, we made it six figures. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> I have no idea, man. Not, it many was... people, not many people can say that. Yeah. And if you take your struggles and you just put it into motivation, you know, especially like you said, we all want to make sure our families are doing well. And I think I took that as like the biggest challenge as a new mom. I was like, all right, my business has to do well because I need to provide for my family now. I have a newborn baby that had a lot of medical issues and we needed the money. And so I was like, man, I got to use every ounce of knowledge that I have. And I have to create this business that has to be successful. There is no other option because I have this little baby depending on me. And she's about to be seven this year. And I'll cry if I talk about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is absolutely amazing what you can do. And now I'm able to provide a stable family for her, you know, the one that I kind of imagined as a teenager and it's, and then my in-laws became like this whole other family for me. And so it's really cool what you do when you take a chance and you give it your all and you put all your work into it. It's, it works out. It does in the long run. It's hard at first. And don't want to even know what my, you don't even want to know what my first marriage, like my first year of marriage was like, because it was hectic because we had a newborn baby. Um, and we struggled and we struggled financially. We struggled in our marriage, but we eventually got out of that struggle, um, because we've all worked on it and we work together. And so I think that's really the core of it is you just have to give it your all and you have to work through those struggles. Don't let them get you down. Don't give up, you know, don't use it as a crutch, like you said, and just keep going. Yeah, definitely. You have to. You should. Again, it's easy to, to allow what happened on our past dictate what our future is going to be. 
and and so people just hold on to that and, and use that to like oh this is why i can't succeed I, this happened to me and it, it, it's it's a shame that we have that mind that people have that mindset and but it, it's also my job to to show people that you don't have to remain that way yeah you're capable even regardless of how old you are or whatever if you really want change in your life you can affect it you can make it happen it, it starts with you and and, and it, it takes it takes it takes a lot to admit that you need help it takes a lot for you to be like oh man i'm struggling i, I wish i had someone to help or or even reach out to people it's, it's, it takes courage to be able to reach out to people when you're struggling and and wanting help yeah it really does and it's like you know building that they say it takes a village and you need to start building that your village i can't tell you how many times people have said to me well i didn't have i don't have supportive family or i don't have this these type of friends and i'm like well i was a foster kid i didn't either i had to kind of piece together my village right mm -hmm. i had to put in the work in those connections because that's what i wanted i wanted a village and so and that village is what's going to be your support system that's what gets you through you know all, all the issues that you have internally, that's the people you go to when you just want to vent and you just want someone to say, hey, it's okay, you got this. And um, it doesn't come biologically, it doesn't come naturally. It's something that you have the power to choose who's in your village, you get to choose, you know, who you're going to vent to. And you just have to put the work in. And it's really, you know, it's so important to make sure you're surrounded by people that are supportive and that are like who you want to be. They say your network is your net worth mm -hmm. and it's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> so make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who want to be better, who are, who are like what you want to be. Mm -hmm. I know we have a lot of friends that are older and they have, you know, they're very successful in their businesses and their families and their life. And so we surround ourselves with people we want to be like to help mold us and guide us through those times. Yeah. Because you, you want to associate with those people because they they are they are where you want to get to, so they know the path. Mm -hmm. So if they're able to share that path with you, it's such an amazing. It's I have a friend I've known him for the last year. We've we've been friends for a year, mm -hmm. and in that year he's become one of my best friends, and he's also become a mentor to me because. He's an amazing executive producer. He the way the way he produces shows is is magnificent. I, I'm like I'm in awe every time me and him work together, and we and we, we do a weekly show together. Mm -hmm. And I'm in awe every week with the show that this man puts together, and to be able to to work with him and learn from him. And 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 him wanting to him willing to share his knowledge with me, and see something in me, and be like, I I'm gonna share what I know with him because I know he wants to learn it. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, all right, when when the time's gonna come where someone's gonna come to me and be like, and want to learn from me, and I have to approach it the same way Cole approached it with me, like. All right, young buck, you want to learn? Here you go. 
and, and show them the way. Yeah. And, 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 but it's those, like you said, it's the, it's the network that you build is the, and one thing you mentioned village, me and my nephew, our thing is we are the village because we want, that's what we, 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 when we grew up, we grew up in a time where in our, in our neighborhood, you couldn't do anything without it getting back to your mother before you even got home. This is before the internet. This is before cell phones. This is before any of that time. So before you got home, your your mother already knew you had done something wrong. Yeah. Because the village was watching you. And they peeped it and they're like, okay, we're gonna get the message down along the line. And it, and it was for and it was and, and it wasn't just for whenever I got in trouble. It was to also protect me. Yeah. If they saw some saw something that was out of line they they step to it i mean sure so we've always been about growing our own village we've always thought about starting our own community because we feel that's what what is lacking nowadays is yeah. is neighbors don't really know each other they don't really communicate each, with each other so that's something we want to change and that's something we want to encourage is building your your village that is amazing. We are lucky that we live kind of in a village. We live at my husband's work. So it's a lot like military life, very similar. And so his, uh, our next door neighbor is his best friend and my daughter's godfather. And, um, you know, we are just surrounded by a bunch of coworkers and all the wives, you know, we look after one another and our families. And I just think it's, it's a really beautiful thing that we, um, built and we're just always checking in on each other. And, um, you know, if we, we actually, a couple of years ago, one of them actually lost her husband. And so the way that that community supported her was beautiful. It was just like, you know, you need help with, cause where we live, if the person that works here passes away, they have 30 days to move, which wow. can you imagine that? is heartbreaking. They don't force it, of course, because they're human. They, yeah. they, they they get how hard this is, but you cannot keep the house if you do not work here. Yeah. And so we were all helping her pack, making sure she had a home. She had like four children and giving her meals and anything we could do to help support her. And it was just, it was just amazing to see it all come together. And she's like, man, I couldn't have done this without you guys you know, because I would have been alone and you, you never want anyone um, to have to feel that because being alone, man, that was probably, you know, in foster care, I really felt alone. I felt like I had absolutely no one who was truly on my side. And it was the worst feeling I have probably have experienced in my life. So I have definitely made it my mission to surround myself with positive, amazing people so I never have to feel that again. And you don't want that for your children. So like building that community and that village is so, so important. It is. It definitely is. That's something that, again, like I said, me and my nephew, that's something we strongly believe in is, and we, we, we always talk about, we are the village. That's, that's yeah. our thing. We, we want to build that, that community that we, we know exists because we, we were a part of it firsthand. So yeah. To, to try to build something up like that again, it's it was it was a no brainer for us. Like, all right, this is what our goal is. This is what we want. We want to build this community because we see what when you're working together as a community, the amazing things you can build. 
So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. But uh, this has been great. I appreciate you coming on the show. Now is the part of the show where you get to plug away, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, if you have any courses, books, anything, this is just, here you go. Awesome. Thanks. So yeah, I have a million different ways and things I do between the virtual assistant agency and the marketing agency. So your easiest way to find me is um, my personal brand website, which it's it's natalieguzman.com. So make sure you put the ITS in front of my name and you'll find me there and you can get all sorts of cool things from um, podcast toolkits. We have course toolkits, summits, and you can even hop on a call with me and we can chat and maybe come up with a strategy to help you with your business or your podcast. So, so happy to be on. Thanks, Wise. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I greatly appreciate you being a guest. But don't leave just yet. Let me close out this show. Let me close out the show and I uh, will chat a little bit off the air. But uh, thank you once again for being such a great guest. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I've had a, so much fun. Thank you. All right. Hold on one second. All right. So now it is time for shout outs. Big shout out to everybody who checked out the show today. Greatly appreciate it. Big shout out to my real wise fam, Bobby J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady. Love you, baby, and appreciate you. Big shout out to our guest, Natalie Guzman, for coming through and and sharing her story and and just showing you. Listen, people, it's it's an amazing story. Three months, she took her business to six figures. It, it can be done, but it's hard work. It's work. It's definitely work. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.